0: Like Soviets, Soviets at the Kremlin, searching for the green like a gremlin. Gremlin, gremlin. I mean, like gremlin. That sounds exactly like what Trump was doing yesterday, right? Like he he went he went to uh, he went to Helsinki. Why did, I don't even know why why did he go to Helsinki? Like that's a good question. I, I I had no idea what the significance was of Helsinki. Like when I think of Helsinki, I think of like blonde-haired, blue-eyed Finnish women. Are they even blonde-haired, blue-eyed, infinite? Oh, my God. I guess they are, right? I like
1: this edition of Jaw Tells Us the News.
0: Yeah, this is the news.
2: That needs to be a whole segment. (laughs) This is is the news with Jaw.
0: No, it was just funny to me. Like, you know, everybody was in an uproar yesterday about this Donald Trump press conference that he did with Vladimir Putin where he basically, like, like, prostrated himself for, like, inhalation by Vladimir Putin. Like, he was really... Um, it's very interesting to watch him maneuver in this space where it's like, he's like meeting his idol and he's kind of like a fanboy for Putin. It's like, I feel like he wanted to take a picture with Putin and, and like post it on Instagram and be like, yo, Putin fucks with the vision. <laughs> like, we, me we, and Putin, out we, we out here building, me and Putin oh, yeah. out here building, like, uh-huh. he sees me, he fucks with Can the I movement. I
1: tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful. And what he did is an incredible offer. Oh, my
2: God. It sort of reminds me of when Travis Scott met Kanye and he didn't like tacos. Remember he Who didn't was, like tacos? The blue cheese tacos. When Travis blue Scott. Blue cheese tacos? Yo, Wait, what? Was I okay. don't remember this story? No, back no. up. Yeah, okay. Back up. Damn, Tell I the hope, class. I hope this is exactly the way it is. But <laughs> from my, what my memory serves was that when Travis first met Kanye, they had like some Taco Bell or something. And like Travis hates blue cheese. But they had like blue cheese and the tacos and Kanye had offered him some right and he was like, well, it's Kanye so I, it's not like I couldn't turn it down right so he had to he had to body it you had like you had and that's how I feel like sometimes when you meet your idol you going you' gonna fan out you're gonna do something that that might be out of character <laughs> you might be out of you, character might you know? have you looking crazy like you want but she gonna do it just so you can get on the ground. Just so you can t- just for the selfie, you know, just for the love. I mm. got
0: so many questions about why. I'm
2: gonna find. I'm gonna find that. Why is article. there
0: blue cheese in a taco?
1: That Hell was my first question. Weird,
2: right? Uh huh. But like, that's like it was some. It was something they got from Taco Bell that had like blue cheese in it, and like Travis was like adamantly, I, I disgusted by it. But and he ate it. Totally bite it.
1: Oh my god.
2: He had to. Ah. Like. Imagine that's how you got into like the Illuminati. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like w- would you would you sign up if that's all that it took? That's all it was. Yeah. Nah, I'm good. Well, I, <laughs> I hate it, like I hate.
2: Oh, it. Uh, it was like I don't remember what it was like blue cheese sour cream. It was something. It was something like creamy. That yeah. I was disgusted by.
1: I could see Travis Scott being grossed out by dairy.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. Kylie Jenner doesn't count as dairy. Wait, what? Kylie Jenner doesn't count as Derry. Oh, oh
1: my God. Oh no, my God. That
2: was crazy. No, you allow for that one. Okay. Wow. I did
1: not get that the first time. <laughs> around. I was like, excuse me. Wait, wait, wait. Hold
2: on. That's, it that's still the weirdest couple ever in hip hop history.
0: And they're covering GQ magazine. Right.
1: How is that story? I didn't read it today.
0: Honestly, I didn't read it either. Like I skimmed over like certain parts, but I just wasn't interested in, like, taking a lot of time nah, to read. Nah, the, best, the best part is they, they have
2: a 27-question a uh, Q&A with those two, right? Well, they ask each other yeah, questions that, or something, well, right? I know for sure Kylie was asking Travis questions about her. And I got, like, on Twitter, it was, like, a two-minute clip. And she asked him, what, what are the names of my pets? And he only knew one <laughs> dog out of four. And that's what I was like, yo, seriously, I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. There's no way you do not know your girl, the the mother of your child. You don't know the name of her pets, right? Like he only got one right. He had no clue
0: what the other ones' names were. How much time do you think Travis Scott actually spends with Kylie Jenner, though? Mm. Travis Scott has a lot going on in his life. I mean, I'm
1: pretty sure. I mean, so, a so does Kylie Jenner. Presumably, right? Right. Yeah.
0: I mean she just what made like what? Nine hundred million dollars or something? Like you don't you gotta be busy. But I feel like I don't know, maybe that, that oh maybe that's like my own not even a bias, I don't know what you call it. Maybe that's my own assumption that Kylie Jenner's money just like comes to her like she just checks her app and she just watches like money pile up in her app all day. she got a money like, tree app. yeah just, that's, that's like, how it feels she's like, gotta
2: she's gotta water the plants and, and, just and, and yeah and, 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 and,
0: yeah let me give it some, some actually that actually sounds about right it just feels like kardashians <laughs> just get money and it just happens like i don't know it's weird but you're right i guess she is busy too but you would know the name of the
2: pets yeah like that's like bare minimum. It's the bare minimal. Like if you're gonna go over there, the dog's gonna jump on you. I would hope you wouldn't be like down boy or down girl. Like I would
0: hope <laughs> you have names. Uh uh-huh. maybe there's maybe that's like the favorite dog, and the rest of the dogs are like, you know, it's just around unwelcome. I don't know, man. I mean he
2: didn't know the color of her toothbrush, so that was pretty cool. Okay. Like, so yeah, but around. was it like an
1: absurd color? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> nah, it really was. It was pink. Right? It was There's like, only certain colors. You're right. But still, I right. feel like if you know the color of someone's too fresh, you're at least with them in the morning or at night. That's fair. Right.
0: That's fair. Whatever. <laughs> this is something to say podcast, by the way. <laughs> in case any of you were wondering, like, what the fuck is this conversation? <laughs> oh, i I'm Ja. I'm yo.
1: And I'm Christina.
0: That is who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Gang gang. Gang, gang, gang. So we do this podcast and we all do this podcast pretty much because we like love hip hop culture. We love rap music. You know, we have a passion for this thing and like I figure we all have like some personal tale as to like how we became these people who like love this music and and like feel a certain type of way and like stay up for releases and like Mm. do three interviews in one day and Mm -hmm. like go all over the city to do interviews with producers because like this is what we love so I guess my question in like talking to you guys and even getting to know each other like better like I think we all like know each other but we, it's not like we know each other for like decades and decades right. so it was like, it's like true what is it like what was the first time that you listened to a rap song and was like your mind was blown or like what is one of the things you remember of hearing like early on that just had you fucked up like wow like this is
1: this is crazy this is life this is
0: like a life-changing moment I'm having yeah. with this music right now
1: yeah I was actually just thinking about this recently. Um, and it might be like kind of a left field pick, but I remember very clearly when the roots were coming out with like the C 2.0 okay. and like Break You Off. We had just gotten cable in the house. MTV was like everything to me because up until then, only my aunt and uncle had it. So I had to wow. go over to their house and like hatch like the scant episode of Spring Breaks or whatever. So we finally had it at the house. This is during high school, which was the worst decision ever because I think I could have done so much better with the SATs, <laughs> right? <laughs> but like I'm just absorbing everything. So I guess like I shouldn't mm-hmm. just say the roots. I should also just say like Jay Z. I could also just say Outkast.
0: So I- wait, what year was this? this was Break you off So um, this is so to this like, like two thousand two, two
1: thousand three. Yeah, like early 2000s I type. was fairly late okay. to everything because I'm in like suburban Maryland, and the only music I had been exposed to previously were like Goo Goo Dolls. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It took cable TV. To I didn't know this get about me there. you. No, it's true. So I'm now super I'm late. Context. Okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a total poser. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like my first exposure to everything um and so you know funny enough this is right around the time where like jay-z is like shamelessly commercial so Mm -hmm. like it's interesting to kind of hear hip-hop heads perspective on that because for me i'm just like oh he's like here and he's like collaborating with like lincoln park like what is this like i I didn't understand the context i didn't understand why people who are concerned with hip-hop authenticity might have been up in arms about that right but that was around that era, basically everything that I was exposed to as introduced via Sway and like Caduce or whatever, whoever. Caduce. Was the- yeah. You remember?
0: Wow. I haven't heard that name in a very long time. Shout out to Caduce. wherever yeah. Caduce is right now.
1: That th- Those were the moments for me. Wow.
0: What a time. You years. were learning wow. the rules of this hip hop thing in like 2002, 2003. Yeah. So like 50 Cent and like, Oh yeah That was like I think Get Rich or Die Trying Was 2003 If I'm not Mm -hmm. mistaken Yeah So you Wow That's an interesting time To like Come into the game Mm Mhm. Okay
1: Yeah What about you?
0: Oh man I'm old (laughs) Um I feel like the first Rap songs That had me like Stuck like I have to like Listen to this Was probably like N.W.A Probably like uh fuck the police. And then like shortly after that, probably like uh like ice cube. Uh definitely like the check yourself uh not the original, the remix, the, the Rex and Effects remix. Like oh my God. that video. I used to I don't know why I was watching this video with my mom. Like my mom would definitely <laughs> watch like she's not a hip hop person at all. But my memory is like sitting on my mom's bed. At that point, I was probably like I don't know, somewhere between maybe 8 and 10 or 10 and maybe 9 and 11, something like that, young. But, like, I remember watching that video and, like, watching this dude, like, stomp through the jail, and it was, like, scary, but it was dope, and the music with the beat was crazy. I was like, oh, man, like, this is, yeah, I'm signed up for this. Like, I don't know. This feels a certain way that I can't put into words at that time. It was just like, yo, this is dope. So I would say that's probably, like, the early, early, like, kid moments, like, loving hip-hop and like finding songs that i like but my like i said my mom and my dad were like they're church folks they're not like overly church folks but they're church folks like i wasn't going to be able to walk in my house and like put an nwa tape on and sit mm. in my room and like turn that shit up right so it was like this is what i listened to like in my bed when i'm falling asleep like <laughs> pulling one earphone off to make sure it's not too loud so that like i'm that doesn't like come through the door and they hear me listening to music, right? Or being in the backseat of the car listening to music and they think I'm listening to like MC Hammer tape, <laughs> and I'm listening <laughs> to like Easy E say some foul shit about like bitches ain't shit or something like. But that was like that was pretty much the beginning. That's of, crazy. Yeah, I love it. That's dope. What about you, young man? Um,
2: so I guess hip hop and me have like a odd relationship because. It was always around my parents. I think when I was like seven, seven going on eight, my parents started managing a skating rink with my uncle. So they had like a skating rink in Decatur, Georgia. Um, It used to be called like Decatur Family Skate Center. So we would just go skating all the time because my parents were running the rink and all they played was like rap music. So it kind of became so like embedded into Our everyday lives, you know, like rap was always around us. V103 was all that my my father rode around to. Um, So I don't think it was like a particular song. It was just like kind of being ushered into this is the music. You know, these are the rappers that you hear when you, I mean, we were kids running around the skating rink, but like that was the soundtracks to like whatever, what year was it? It had to be like 99. Going into like 2000, like whatever was going on around that time, that was the soundtrack to what we were playing to. We were playing tag to that. We were playing uh, hide and go seek to that. Like these were what we were doing because it was a huge, it was a massive rink. So it was like me and my cousin, that's all we played. And as we Boys. got older, yeah, like as we got older, you know, that's when you really got into – the T.I., the Juvies, the Waynes. Mm-hmm. It was such like a natural, like hip-hop was such a natural progression for us. Because it was, you know, you go into the DJ booth and there's just CDs. CDs. Like I have clean CDs from, you know, Outkast, A-T-Aliens, to Aliens, mm-hmm. to Nelly, to like everything. Just because oh they God. were just racks of CDs. We'll just go in there and take them. And, you know, we'll bring them back. Or we'll go make our mixes and stuff. So, and then, you know, my parents, they're on the scanner right now on the south side. So... They never stopped working in rinks, and we never stopped like living life around rap. Rap was always like the soundtrack to work for my parents, so it was always like the soundtrack to my life. And I just kind of
0: like never got away from it. So your parents didn't try to like keep you away from. It? I guess that's a question for both of you. Like you, like well, I guess maybe you were like maybe more of age because yo was the youngest of us yeah. for uh-huh. those of us for I'm, those I'm of a you. Who group. Yes. So I'm thinking to myself like, damn, So you don't, neither of you really remember it. Well, maybe you, I don't know, do you, like, what, like, thinking about Tipper Gore and, like, see Dolores Tucker, like, at this point when, like, rap music was not acceptable for public consumption. Or at least there was, like, a movement of, like, get that rap shit out of here.
1: Motley Crue, <laughs> Prince, ZZ Top. These are a few of the rock musicians criticized by Tennessee Senator Albert Gore's wife, Tipper. Mrs. Gore has joined forces with state and national PTA members to combat what she considers sexually explicit and violent lyrics.
0: And I feel like, from your standpoint, at least listening to you talk, like, 99, 2000, like, I mean, yeah, we print advisory stickers, not everybody liked it, but, yeah. like, hip-hop was the culture it was the at that point it was the, it pop, was culture the pop culture of the world but definitely of America yeah. like at that point rock and roll was dead and it was it just was yeah and <laughs> it was just <laughs> rap music like yeah. on a mainstream yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: level right but like also everything that they played at the rink was clean so like right. my parents, okay. it wasn't it wasn't such a big deal. My mom's a little bit more like conservative than my dad is, but everything was always like clean mixes. There was no cursing, mm. so she wasn't really tripping, and it never really became a thing. You know, rap mm. was rap was cool. because mm. it was like mm-hmm. you couldn't get away from it. You mm-hmm. know, that was the music they were playing, and if you gonna be up here, you gonna hear it. So. It was like, it just didn't make any sense to try to censor something that was already like censored in gotcha. everywhere. Mm.
1: Yeah. I was coming up during the age when Eminem was really starting to become like a Ooh. TRL fixture. Yeah. So there was a there. So I, when you're talking about C. Dolores, talk about you're talking about mm-hmm. Tipper Gore, I'm catching like the later wave of that. My mom, I don't think she had any, she's a Vietnamese immigrant. She, I don't think she had any frame of reference for like what was happening. She was a single parent. She is so much other shit to like really care about but like honestly like I remember like the fear when like okay we went to the mall together I wandered off to like the FYE and I got the Eminem show and like I didn't really think anything of it because I just bought so many CDs at that time that my mom was just like oh she's just spending money again but like I remember like I came into the car with that CD and she's like oh what'd you get let's put it on and I was like no no. <laughs> no we can't do that we like can't I'm do it yeah this no is not, no we're, we're no not, we're, we're not trying we're, to do that but she she insisted and then like after a while like I don't think the lyrics really hit but she was like you know what this is catchy uh,
0: and I was
1: like. I can't do this right now. Like I'm really sorry, but if you really think about it, like the shit that Fifty Cent was doing at the time, like yeah, he had he had this big, you know, larger than life image. But like right. she just heard him on the radio, or like she if she just heard him like in go, the background, go
0: go <laughs> go right, go Saudi.
1: She's just thinking, oh, that's the song that got stuck in my head the other day. Right, right. Kind of wild. <laughs>
0: right. I mean, like it's a. Great song.
1: Yeah, right, right. The
2: all-time great song. You like, know, if you take away the context of Fifty Cent and you play like a Twenty One Questions, it's just yeah. like yeah, a yeah. pop song. A pop song, right? a pop yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like sure. the number of Etsy cross stitches and like coffee mugs <laughs> that I've seen around Fifty Cent lyrics is out of control.
0: Yeah, no, he's that guy. Like, but I didn't. Th- it's interesting what you said though because I didn't think about that. Like Eminem was kind of like that last. Like there was a lot of space in between C. Dolores Tucker and Eminem, yeah. but for whatever reason, Eminem was like where like the Berlin Wall collapsed, and it was like, okay, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> like now it's just free reign. We're just gonna say whatever, do whatever. Like right. He took whatever wild shit he was saying, and you know the FCC and, and mm-hmm. Glad, and you know all these. Uh, he like stuck up for
1: Marilyn Manson during the time of Columbine. Day, yeah, yeah Columbine, and like he yeah. did all of
0: that, and then it was like after that. It was over, right? And I was like, I haven't heard the last time. Like, I know that Bill O'Reilly tried it with the ludicrous. He always like, tried it. Yeah, he, he's trying it. Like he's like he was, a hater. He, he was, was a, a hater. he was a, yeah, a he hater. Yeah, he was just a hater. Like, but like I don't really hear of rappers being excoriated for their lyrics on that kind of level anymore. Michelle Obama was just in Paris with Tina Knowles front, not even front uh, row. Yeah, like was standing next to the stage while Jay Z rap off your shoulders. Jay-Z is waving at Michelle Obama, who's in like... <laughs> I mean, I, I, Michelle Obama is fine as shit.
1: And right. She's got on this she got mini... The she got all-white mini, all oh my mini skirt all-white with the mini skirt. Yes. The thigh meets
0: was out, and she's dancing, and Jay-Z is talking about fucking bitch and nigga, and Michelle Obama's just a-dancing, and, like, it blew my mind because I'm like, it wasn't always like this. <laughs> like, you could There was no first lady of the yeah. fucking... The country dancing to some rapper on Damn. stage, who's saying "fuck bitch nigga," like that's just not something that just happens.
2: You know, we never saw Ronald Reagan at the Easy Show ever. Ever.
0: <laughs> like, ever. Like, he
2: went to the White House, and he's, he's the, the never... one that
0: probably gave Easy either crack that he was selling. <laughs> Yo, and he couldn't even show up to the concert.
1: That's uh-uh. fucked up. That's so rude, honestly. It's Fuck, it's very Yo. rude.
0: It's very rude. Shame on you, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> you asshole. Yeah, that was a bar. <laughs> I <Seriously. laughs> try to get one in per episode, like, at least one. Yeah. U.S. history be so much
2: better if Reagan would have just committed. Just
0: committed. <laughs> like, 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 just really be part of the like, culture. Be like, like a part of the culture. Yeah. Don't,
2: don't halfway do it. Yeah. Don't halfway do just, it. Just you got to show up.
0: You got to be here, dog. Like, when it, when it pops off, you got to be here. You got to bust your gun, too. Like,
2: we all here together.
0: <laughs> I was going
2: to say, I think maybe the last, like, big controversy that came to lyrics was Tyler, the creator. Where he got banned from what country?
1: Oh, I forget. No, but I yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, he got, overseas. He
2: got banned, like, from overseas for, like, lyrical content. And it was, I mean, it was a big deal, but it wasn't a huge deal because we right. all know, like, Tyler was Tyler. Yeah. But, like, he was probably the last one that people would say that his lyrical content had like negative repercussions. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't Mm -hmm. think anybody, I mean, like you said, Bill O'Reilly had the Oprah situation for a little bit. And then she ended up doing an interview with Jay-Z. That was crazy. That's when I knew. right? It's turned. Oh, it's it's a a whole shift. We've done a 180 now. But yeah, like I feel like right now there's nothing that you can kind of say.
1: Yeah. I think the last guy, remember when Bill O'Reilly tried to call, come for Common and how terrible that was. Yeah. He, <laughs> he like tried.
0: tried. Of all people. You tried to come for Lonnie?
1: <laughs> you tried to come
0: for Lonnie? Like, Lonnie wore kufi and Afghan pants at one point. Like, don't do that to Lonnie. Who is he? That's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> you look <laughs> ba- actually <Man>, baffled.
0: It's
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lonnie, man. People like me and
0: millions of other Americans Right are ups, upset annoyed and uh looking for answers that a guy like common right. mm-hmm. would be entertained at the white House. look at the
2: picture <laughs> that's, that's the man's name, the man's name. but you, you can tell bill o'reilly was just looking for a fight yeah yeah he oh my throw, god yeah, he he tries the hard. Wrong one. and that's so funny because i think that was still a time when they were trying to just throw everyone that was a rapper into the same box oh yeah yes it was just like, oh, if you rap, then you know then you're you
0: you're doing filth floor and filth. Yes.
1: Yeah. This was a ratings grab before. It couldn't hurt to do it one more last no, time. One last no. time, I thought right? That yeah. was
0: the exact conversation. Like it can't hurt, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, yeah. fine. We'll go back There's, to the well one more time. His name is Common, I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
1: pretty sure he said something. I right? know. <laughs> I know, right.
0: But the funny thing is, like now when I go to shows, uh uh-huh. because of like how far like it's funny because we're talking about these, like, you know, like the fact that artists aren't being you know i guess held to the fire as much for certain lyrics or certain things they say but when i go to concerts now i listen to especially for like jay-z Nas, um guys who were still who are older who are rapping i always see if they're gonna edit themselves when it comes to like homophobic lyrics Mm. like just to listen just out of curiosity just to see like how far like the temperature is different now society mm-hmm. is different now different. Mm-hmm. the average rap fan is different now mm-hmm. so and whenever I go to a, any concert but I feel like the newer rappers they they kind of understand that like you can go a lot of places you can't go there
2: yes especially recently recently yeah yeah, yeah 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 a lot of slurs that people are putting into their more modern music. yeah and
0: more modern music. But Wait. back in the day? No, yeah. If you listen to sh- any album and we're not I mean you say back in the day, but I mean to me it's like what? like No,
1: things. Mike was just listening to Reasonable Doubt the other day. My copy I should add. Yeah. But like the the F word <laughs> came up and I was just like, whoa Yeah,
2: whoa, yeah, yeah, whoa. Yeah, yeah, whoa. Yeah, yeah. It hits you yeah, differently yeah. now. It, yeah, yeah. It
0: it feels different now. So it's like I always listen and a lot like Nas I've heard Nas edit himself Oh, I've, well. Jay definitely edits himself now. Um, and he didn't have that many songs. I think he has one on Reasonable Doubt. He has one on Originators on Volume 2. All right. mm-hmm. And um maybe a couple of on album cuts that he doesn't really perform like that. Yeah. But like I listened to Nas when he performed the A three C this last year. I forget what song it was, but I knew it was coming and I was like, let me see what he does and he skipped right past it. So uh-huh. I'm like, okay. Oh, like okay. it's interesting just to That's see. Dope. Like Yeah. Cause at this point, like, do you really wanna be like even if you say it in your regular life, do you really wanna be the guy on stage in front of seventy thousand people? In a microphone, there's just so out, much like, stigma
1: toward. Th- I mean, rightfully so. But there's yeah, so right much more stigma toward that word that even just like thinking about it just kind of feels unnatural. Right? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But, but it's
0: interesting which which things are given that weight though. True. So I feel like that's the only word in hip hop that's given that weight. Mm. You know, it's funny because you say
2: that, and I I kind of wonder why artists do not self-edit the N word now, because you go to these shows and you, you can't complain about the white audience repeating it. But Mm -hmm. if you sell, if you self edit, would that not be the change to potentially get your crowd to edit themselves as well? Because they seem like I can understand that there's a lot of history with that word. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of back and forth about what it means. But I think the awkwardness of being in the audience Cause if you if you are surrounded by um, a bunch of people who are white and you're black and you're at a show and they're repeating that word and you feel weird about it, I get that I completely understand and I would hope that the artists on stage would want to be more aware that that might be awkward for some people, especially mm. like if if everything's split now. I don't think I've ever been to a show that was like all black, ever. Everything's tend to be. 50-50 mm-hmm. or thirty-seventy is 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 a is a balance. But there's never any. To me, it doesn't seem like like we'll see Schoolboy Q say, "Oh, y'all can say." They'll get permission before they try and edit themselves. Yeah. And I wonder if we'll see that change because, like you said, like they do edit themselves when it comes to the F word. Right. But I wonder will we ever see that same energy when it comes
0: to the N word? It's so weird to say the N word. Well, here's where we're we'll here's where we're all. We be, be, be
1: where here. we are all at.
0: Well, and I was gonna here is where we will argue. Um. So when Kendrick Lamar had the thing with the white girl in Alabama, right? Yeah, and I was just thinking about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and she goes on the stage and she says it. To me, the part that a that isn't in the context of that that he said that was kind of overlooked was that he had a white guy on stage before her. Because when he stopped her, he said, whatever the guy's name was, Josh kind of understood how this went a little bit better than you do. So clearly someone white came on stage before her, Mm. did a song, knew what to do. Mm -hmm. My thing about it is, is that I don't, personally, I don't want to put the onus on the rapper to edit themselves. This is one instance where... Cause what you're saying, I understand. It make to an extent it's like, all right, if you're gonna say the word, this is a popular song. If you're gonna call the song Niggas in Paris, uh, people are gonna wanna say the word when the song, you know, even though that, they don't say necess- niggas in Paris" in the song, people are gonna wanna say the word. Whatever this is part 100%. of the song. Very 100%. popular song that you did publicly. But I feel like we've socially we've decided what things we're gonna accept and what we're not gonna accept, like the F word. So, my thing about it is if you know you can't say it, then just don't fucking say it. I should, I can say, as a black man, I can, this is the one time in life where I can say whatever the fuck I want. And Mm. the rule is Mm. you don't say shit. Mm -hmm. You're not going to take that from me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it. You're not going to say it. And you're going to have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. My only thing about that is
2: when I don't know how many spaces you be you're in where people actually say it. Oh, where, yeah, for sure. so what I'm saying is yeah, like yeah, yeah. how do we translate that energy like for sure because of, of course you're not supposed to but there to me there's no repercussions if you do it there isn't so how can we have that energy how can I say you can't do something and you do
0: it anyway and there's no issue with it well um, well and to that I'll say unfortunately we live in a place where Sometimes they are, I guess, concessions made for practical reasons, not for moral reasons. Are you going to fight everybody in there? No. So then there's no repercussions. <laughs> it's not possible. But if I'm sitting here at the bar with, with, you know, with Josh, yeah. and Josh just decides we're watching a football game, and he wants to, call, he wants to say something crazy, uh-huh. I'm going to punch Josh in the face. Because mm-hmm. I can fight Josh. Mm-hmm. I can't fight 50,000 people. <laughs> Practically, it makes more sense for me to stand on whatever morality I'm going to stand on in this particular situation. Because what are you going to do at a concert? That's fair. Now it's going to be awkward. I'm not, And I'm not stripping the way like, anyone's right to feel a way about it. Because I sure. get it. Uh, I went to the Schoolboy Q concert at Masquerade like two years ago. And it's a mainly white crowd. Largely white crowd. Largely yeah. white oh. crowd. It's an amazing show. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, I see people doing what they're gonna do. I went to a taping of and Out on Saturday. And before the show starts, the DJ is playing records. I'm watching like three white girls off from singing like Waka Flocka. And you can tell they're not like they're dancing and stuff, but you can I'm sitting across the room from them, but I can tell they're not saying it out loud, but I'm watching the mouth the words to the song. Right. And they're not stopping themselves. They're just saying I'm not going to say it out loud, but, you know, this is the worst of the song, and I want to sing the whole song. I hear you, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't see. guess there's no good answer to it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, cause
1: I, we're reenacting the Jay-Z Oprah debate, in case yeah. you didn't figure that out on something to say.
0: That's full circle, because we talked about Jay-Z and that Oprah. That's full excellent. circle. I didn't see that. I'm glad you pointed that out.
1: You were saying. <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no,
2: no. I guess my whole thing is that if we can come to a conclusion about the F word, Hmm. I just don't understand why we can't come to a conclusion about the N word. We have, but no, no, no. <laughs> the conclusion, is yeah. that, right? We yes, back, so that's we cool. can say. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get yeah, yeah. that, but again, like I said, my my issue is that I just don't like the feeling when I go to
0: shows, and you have to eat that, and you gotta eat that, right. and you because ha- you have to you eat have it, to, yeah.
2: And like I said, like I don't, I don't want to have the issue of like I want to go see Mac Miller, and I know what that crowd looks like. And for I sure. know when the DJ drops the records, it's not the Mac Miller records, but all the hot records, it's in the streets, the hot records, it's in the clubs. Mm-hmm. And I got to, you got to be around a whole crowd. Right. And you know, and you're just wondering why it seems like y'all can't get on the same accord about why you can't say this. And again, like this is a space where there's no repercussions for doing it. That's the only reason. Because there's no repercussions exactly mm-hmm. well you can't spin with his ship but then he goes and he plays flow right oh, <laughs> back to back so i calmly pull him aside and i was just like really nigga? <laughs> you actually said that yeah i had to cool so like it just seems like but like we can all get on the same page about not saying the f-word mm-hmm. because we know that energy is going to have consequences mm-hmm. in some form of fashion Mm-hmm. Like one
0: well going I guess the question is, is I mean I guess to a certain extent though There's some Locational Morality yeah. to that too right If the song was playing In a black club Do you think people Wouldn't say it mm. I'm not sure Okay I mean if, if If people were in a Space where they could say it And didn't feel like There was any gay people around Do you think people would say it I don't think so You don't think so I honestly don't uh-uh. I think it might be 50-50 you think it's 15, right. I think some people would edit themselves out of like, like you said, it well, feels nah, weird to you even go through. like it's just, it's, it's a word you don't even want to touch. But I know people who yeah. don't care. Yeah.
1: I don't know. There's I, a certain date. It feels dated by now. Yeah. I think I think that's the one there. thing. Right, right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It definitely feels like you're still doing that.
1: Yeah. Right,
2: like, like you, you still drinking four locos? You wear love? <laughs> <laughs>
0: like... like. You wear Seriously. you wear loves. Where right. did you where did you get that? Where, where did you get that Aware velour suit from? Like what no. the fuck? Like, <laughs> not just, just it's Like what's up? What's, what's up, man? Yeah. What, are, like, what, are you doing? what are you doing? Like, don't you? <laughs> you don't get uh, it? Like we? Ah
2: no no okay. It's it's a it's a it's also a timely thing. Very, yeah yeah it's yeah dated. Anyway. but it, but it's
0: interesting the fact that it's kind of uh well like i said they're both words but right. i've
2: noticed there's two different kinds of energies around the f word and the n-word and like i said both of them are they have deep history right you know a lot of pain and mm-hmm. even a lot of trying to flip meanings of both sides right but i know there's one that's not being said it shows for sure, there's not being said of shows. For sure. And there's one that we still have not been able to understand. Like, you can do this, you can't do it. And I, I just don't see a solution. Because like you said, like, there's no repercussions. But at bars and small, more intimate spaces, then yeah, that's not a problem. But, you know, again, when you It's rolling. when
1: if you throw a punch at somebody, it doesn't go- break out into a complete riot. That's right. All. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. a bar, just, You punch one It's just me and you rolling around Done. the ground. Right? <laughs> Case <Yeah>. closed. Punch
2: got to show it is a whole thing.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah for sure. A whole thing. Yeah. People mm-hmm. are going to jail, people are getting yes, get badly hurt. Badly hurt. <laughs> show
2: <laughs> show security react so crazy. Yo, listen. Oh my god, yes they do. <laughs> listen. What
0: what video was I watching? I was watching some video it might have been on TMZ or something, but the long and the short, like the the artist security came from, like somebody jumped on stage. The artist security was like, this dude had to be like six eight, six nine, three seventy five, something. Like he's running full speed at this guy on the stage. Doesn't even grab him and hit him. Just shoulder, boom, just tackles him. And in my mind, I'm like, this security guy is gonna like knock this dude off the oh, stage. stage. He's gonna like oh, hit God. his head on the gate and die behind, like. Doing this, yeah, that rash. Moment. <laughs> I, <mean, laughs> I got to. I, I get
2: it. Right. You you got to react to protect your client, but they just like like bowls. Yeah,
0: like yeah. they see red, and there's no like. Well, they want to do it, right? Like uh, I know security guys. As like, I, w- I I hope somebody acts up tonight.
1: Oh shit! Like there's
0: some security guys. That's the mentality. Like I'm on <laughs> offense. I thought they wanted a nice night. Let's keep yeah. It keep it calm. Keep it right, cool, like, everybody. Right. No, no, I want smoke. They, want they miss their the football smoke. days. I want
1: smoke. <laughs> like, oh my That's god crazy, man. oh my god and while we're getting nerdy i kind of want to ask you guys about what was the moment where you felt like you wanted to start writing about this shit or at least act like a critic in this space if that makes any sense mm-hmm. what was that question. turning point
2: um for me it was it wasn't a particular desire to be a critic I just happened to have a aunt who was running a website and my aunt was into like rock music. So she had our rock website called the silver tongue and oh she was covering like all the rock stuff that was happening in the city. But she was aware that hip hop had like an audience, but she didn't know any like writers, but she knew I was just like really, really big on rap and I was just coming out of high school and she was like, if you want to like write reviews, you can just write reviews for me. So that's kind of what I got started was just because it was like an opportunity to just have a corner on this website just for rap stuff, and it was fun. Like I it was love fun that. looking at music from like a critical lens to like break down why things are good, why things are bad, to really dig into albums. Like it changed the way you listen to music, changed the way, changed the way you approach artists. It it was just like a whole uh, new experience for me. So it was something that after doing it for a couple of months, I was like, I got to figure out how I can keep doing this.
1: Oh, my God. What did you like and what did you not like at that time? Like, what was um, one album?
2: Uh, let's see. What was coming out? So this is like 2009. So we're getting the Drakes. We're getting the Nicky's. Mm-hmm. We're getting like all the mixtape stuff. And I was, oh, I'm still a big fan of So Far Gone. I think that was one of those mixtapes. I was huge on mixtapes. You know, like, all the mixtapes was coming out there. Gangster Girls was still a big thing back yeah. then. We still had the Gangster Girls. This was probably, like, either, like, right before the raid. So, you know, it was just, like, what so was what was something that I was, like, enamored by back then? Um, so far gone. Uh, J. Cole, um, the warm-up. Yeah. I thought it was, yeah. I was. I was really into that, that. You know, it's funny because I think with Cole... He wanted to be such a technical rapper back then, and I was so big. I didn't, I didn't have like a huge backpacker phase, but like I cared if you could rap. Like I was not. I hated Waka Flocka. I did. I really did because I was like, you don't like lyrics. Like what is wrong? Like why? <laughs> like why you gotta be that guy?
1: Right.
0: You were Jan Sport.
2: I was. I had. A, I had a moment. I had a moment, but I was coming out of high school. I still had a real. I had a real book back on. Like, <laughs> so I was actually wearing a, actually book, back, wearing a book bag With books in it Yeah <laughs> <laughs> But It didn't last that long I think I probably had like Eight more months And then I kind of Just started to embrace Like you got You can't ignore Oh let's do it At all Like when you Once once that beat drops It's over You're just gonna be like Well I guess you don't care about lyrics But you care about beats So You know It, it was It was And also being from the south yeah. You know, you wanted to like just enjoy what was coming out of the city. You know, you wanted to love Gucci. I remember people hated Gucci. I don't know if people remember a time when Gucci was like the rapper that no one fucked with. Yeah, I was mm. on
0: that, I was on that
1: train. I remember.
2: Yeah, I was definitely on that train. So, he was one. I remember there was a time where people didn't really like Jeezy that much mm-hmm. because he wasn't saying anything. So, it, I always had like this um, mixed feelings about like lyricism because I wanted southern rap to be excellent, and then I realized that it was. Yeah, it was like mm. it didn't have to live up to certain standards of lyricism. We didn't have to be you know boom bat backpackers to have great rap music. But oh, it's man. so funny, like I said, just coming from the south and like reaching that point in your life because you know again you start reviewing music, so you listen to all the classics. You got to go through up the east coast, and you got the go west coast, and yeah. you're, you're seeing everyone's like. Oh, y'all got no Illmatics And whoop do whoop, do whoop And then you just You know You go back down south And you start to see Like the genius of Pimp C The genius of Bun B The genius of uh um, Juvenile Like 400 Degrees Is such an amazing album And it was funny Because my pops Had two CDs In his Impala It was 500 Degrees Little Wayne And Reason Without Jay-Z oh And goodness. so those were Two CDs that I took from him And like just studied Those albums And I'm it was so, so crazy To know that like Wayne was such a big Jay-Z fan And to kind of have that contrast, so it was like, yeah, like reviewing music. I just wanted to grab every CD I could, every mixtape. I was downloading everything. It was, it was like probably like the the most fun
0: ever.
1: Oh my god, (laughs) that is the cutest thing I've ever heard. Oh, you guys.
0: Oh, yo.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what about you, Christine?
1: Uh, I was trying to pinpoint a moment as you were talking. Cause I think, um, cause I think my relationship with hip hop is a little bit different. Cause I guess the way that you talk about the music, it's like, this is something that you're constantly sort of surrounded by. And this is yeah. the music that you're sort of like interacting with like the most, I think for me, hip hop, the I came to know of hip hop as my music vocabulary in general was just like expanding, like, um, like All of a sudden, it was like, oh, man, there's more than soft rock out there. This shit's (laughs) crazy. I love this so much. And so, like, I mean, I can remember, you know, from as far back as, like, my high school newspaper, The Lion's Pride, I think one of my fellow writers said that, oh, you're going to write for Rolling Stone, like, one day or something. And then, like, during college... I'm using the emergency credit card my mom gave me to buy like concert tickets to like everyone who I could possibly see. Like I have very clear memories of my best friend JR and I trying to run to the cafeteria to make the free clip show and the doors Mm -hmm. were like shut in our face. Insane. I hate, oh my God, I can't even. But like, (laughs) um, but yeah, I don't know if there was like a very particular moment. I would just say that by the time I graduated from school with a journalism degree, still not fully understanding that music journalism was a job. I had a, I had an office marketing job that bored the shit out of me. So I would just write like concert reviews like from like the next night. I would go to a show like completely just like tired off my ass. I would sit there. I would not do my work. I would figure out like, all right, how am I going to write about this, like, Lady Gaga show, or like, you know, seeing common or seeing chaos, or like something like that. How am I gonna write about this? And then one time I wrote uh, Bob Bolin of NPR, because like that's what I was listening to at the time, along with like all the blogs, right? So I sent him a review of like a passion pitch show. So not even hip hop. I was like, hi, I listened to you. Can you please give me feedback? being a jerk like and he wrote back and was like this is good my only feedback would be to like begin each story with something new that the reader could take away as opposed to like just rehashing something that they might already know that's good advice such good advice so i think i guess all that was to say that like hip-hop was sort of integrated in like this larger story about like shit man there's a whole lot of music out there and oh shit you could write about it too like that's insane and then hip-hop just kind of became part of that it wasn't until I moved to Atlanta that I was like oh shit yeah shit because this is when Gucci's coming out of Fulton County Jail this is when he's reading Waka Flocka's name from her press release this is like when, um, like, I'm just hearing Zaytoven's name for the first time. I'm just starting to understand like who Jeezy is at the time. I'm starting to see that there's a bigger Southern sub- subculture like starting to bubble beyond like what was going on with like Jay Z, Kanye, Fabulous, mm-hmm. all that other stuff. But that's a whole other story.
0: For me, I think. Um uh, not necessarily writing about it, but wanting to be like a critic of it and debate it and talk about it definitely started at the lunch table. Oh, wait. definitely started at the lunch table, like eighth and ninth grade. So I I was born in St. Louis and I moved here just when I turned thirteen. So when I moved to Atlanta, this was ninety four. So
1: what a year! Outcast yeah, is
0: was- Outcast is coming out. The uh, the brat first single is coming out um, Goody Mob is about to come out it's a lot going <laughs> there's a lot of shit going on but at the same time 36 Chambers just came out yeah um, we're like a year away from the purple tape my from Raekwon coming out my god um, what else came out around that time There was a Biggie was coming out like Big Papa Juicy was like this was around the time when I'm just getting to the city so so the, the lunch table was kind of where, you know, Atlanta's a transplant city has been like that for a while now. Mm-hmm. So at my high school, there was a lot of kids that were from Philly, New York, New Jersey, you know, somewhere above the Mason-Dixon line. So they were bringing mixtapes into the school. K-Slay, early Clue tapes, early DJ Envy tapes, uh, J-Love and and uh, 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 um, Green Lantern, and like a bunch of DJs, like New York DJs that we probably wouldn't have just heard had it not been for the fact that, you know, there are people from New York or whatever at the school. But just sitting at the lunch table eating fries and pizza and like debating about whether somebody is commercial or underground, debating about whether um, who's the best in the locks, is Chic Luch Trash, is, um, <laughs> like debating all of this shit, like wow, like kids are wearing like duckhead polo shirts and Eastlands and the kids from up right. north were wearing cybertech suits and Dada Supreme <laughs> hats and and Mecca T shirts and Averx oh leathers and it was just like everything was going on at one time. But it all just came down to like just the music and the culture and just talking about it and being about it and at all times of the day, regardless of what's going on, just having some conversation about music.
1: Now, that's the most precious thing I've ever <laughs> that, Yeah, yeah I was that's say, like that what was... made
0: me. And so to this day, like, I could still sit anywhere, just like we're doing right now, and just talk about rap music or debate some point about some album or some, you know, talk about different perspectives on artists. And, like, I was the kid, like, before Rap Genius, I was a kid on, like... Uh, OHHLA.com like oh my god. looking at all the lyrics, writing all of this shit, like looking at like Eminem verses and be like, let me see what, like saying it in my head, like this dude raps crazy. Let me write, I wanna see what it looks like and like, like dissecting. Yeah, like I wanna write all this shit out and just. See oh my god, you used to
1: write out lyrics like. too? Oh, yeah, for oh my sure, god, yes. For sure.
0: On everything, notebooks, like loose leaf paper, in textbooks, like whatever. Just It like, became like just...
1: more tangible somehow. I don't know what yeah, it yeah. is. It yeah, gave, it gave
0: me some type of feeling that was like, like I said, it's a physical thing. I want to see it. I yeah. hear it and I, in my mind I could say it a thousand times over and over and over. But let me just see what it looks like. like let me see, like, if I can imagine what it was like for him to write this. How did he rhyme this same Multiple syllables right. for like thirty-two bars, all the way top down. Mm-hmm. Like how did he find that many combinations of words? Like the 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 science of it. Like that's where the real nerd shit happened. Right? It was like, damn. Like you can do that with words. Like that's crazy. How many uh How many people you had at
2: your lunch table that was like really into? it? On lunch average,
0: lunch? there was probably about.
2: It was like rap the biggest thing at your school? At the time, because like you said, it's,
0: it's 94, it's still early. Yeah, it's still early, yeah, I would say so, because like, I mean, it influenced everything we were doing, like, it was, the, you know, the way the way we were dressing, the way we were, what we were talking about, like, the, the subject, the conversations, it, you know, it wasn't so much like, I guess at that point in 94, it wasn't as like twitterfied as it is now right. as far as like there was no like drake <laughs> caption to yeah. like say over and over again right. in 1994 there was, there was no challenges there was no challenges to do. <laughs> to do in 1994 there was no like cute dance that went along well there was some of that but not really like mm. that was yeah. shunned at that time like, yeah that wasn't like what people was really into like that but um yeah it was i would say on average there was probably seven or eight of us yeah and like I said, some were from New York, some were from Philly, some were from down here, some were from Chicago. But like my man Rob, his family is from uh, Rhode Island. But like everybody was just my man Eddie. He's he, Eddie, my man Eddie, who I've known like since this is probably the first person I met when I moved down here outside of my family that I've known since like the first day of school that I went to school in Atlanta. He's probably like, The only person I know, except for you now, that was like very few people that I know that were Grady babies or that were like born down here Mm. that, you know, so he was like that piece and it was like, everybody just had rap opinions. Everybody just wanted to talk about music and it just stuck with me. That's so beautiful. And here I am.
1: And here you are.
0: Still 25 talking rap. Years. still oh, yeah. talking about
1: rap music <laughs> and
0: debating bars and all of that. Shit. And it's like, I know people that have given up. You know, do you have people who have like given up on rap? Do you have who's given up on it? Yeah, like oh, who are just I'm totally too, disillusioned. Young, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you might be so young. I got, I got like, like two more right. years
2: before, before, before my friends <laughs> get in the job. Before you get there, right. <laughs> before they like, <laughs> I don't get this kids no more. I don't understand what it is. Yeah, nah, I got like two more years.
1: I don't know, because, oh, that's a good question. Like, my uncle who introduced me to, like, Big and, like, mob Deep and stuff, like, he would have told you maybe, like, two years ago, he's like, I'm over it. Like, I feel like I've, this is the music that I've attached to my childhood. I think I'm good. I think I'm done or whatever. But he's just now discovering, like, a whole other wave of rappers. Like, there's this guy named Dumbfounded um who is like in the movie that i think eminem executive produced or something about like rap battling i forget the name but like he just discovered this dude and he's like texting me like paragraphs about the dude and i'm like yeah i'm familiar man <laughs> like, like i'm good but also hi like good to hear you right <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> and stuff yeah, yeah. Like how old is your uncle um my uncle is only nine years older than me okay so um so he's like entering his forties, like which is about the age where I think if we were start if we were talking about rap like five years ago, that's like oh man, by forty you phase out. Everybody yeah. phases out. I don't think at that time anybody really predicted that. Like we're still gonna be talking about Jay Z right. and Kanye. Yeah, right. you see what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: I mean we I guess it's so young as just a, uh, you know a form of music. We're just mm-hmm. not getting to that point where it's like we have old rappers.
1: I know it's so cute. I enjoy
0: it actually. Like, I like it. But I did. But I'm not gonna. Lie. I didn't enjoy it when like. I didn't enjoy it when Ice Cube was old. I didn't necessarily enjoy it when LL Cool J was old, even though like. After Mr. Smith, I was pretty much like good on LL. <laughs> like, there was
1: definitely some like growing pains.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. For like older rappers at that in the mid-90s, early 2000s, trying to figure out how do I be old and still do this. That was so interesting. That's an interesting time of like, we don't know how to do this, and everyone didn't have their legs, and so there was a lot of falling down and a lot of like stumbling and not really having good grounded sense of like, (laughs) this is where I'm supposed to go. But I think they've, I think like, I mean, obviously Jay-Z, I think, I give... I give Jay-Z a lot of credit for it, but I also give Nas a certain amount of credit for it, too, because I feel like right now they're probably the oldest two active rappers, really. I feel like people forget Nas is old because he doesn't physically age. Right. like He yeah, still yeah, yeah, yeah. looks young How enough. old is Nas? Like 44, 45. I think 40... Th- so either 43 or 44, something like that. Wow. If Jay-Z yeah, is about to turn 49, I think. this I think he'll turn 49 Damn, this Jay-Z year. Like 49. So he's like five or six years younger than Jay-Z. So he's in his mid-40s. Is You know what tricks me out about rap and getting
2: older is trying to kind of keep my father hip. So, you know, My dad was really into Pac and Biggie and Jay, but now I'm trying to explain to him... This is what title is. This is how you log in. And this mm-hmm. is how you build a playlist. So he's in the bowling league stage of his, you know, <laughs> the bowling <laughs> league stage. Of his 50s. So, <laughs> so <laughs> you know, so he's at that point where he's like still interested in rap. But it's even just like how he discovers rap has changed. Like Best mm. Buy doesn't sell yeah. to you, FYE. Like things are gone now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have to actually be plugged in. You have to kind of be like super aware. Like my Mm -hmm. my dad never went to the blogs, you know? I mean, that's the funny thing too about me, like even doing like music journalism because I didn't go to school for it. And like where I was writing about music wasn't double XL. It wasn't vibe. It wasn't the source. So like my parents were never just like, oh, this is a thing. Like I literally talked to my dad last thursday when the nugget few buck oral history came out uh uh-huh. very dope him. by the way yeah thank you i sent it to him just because you know i was talking about the ring and he was like i i still don't really know how you do this like you like they still don't really like get it he was like but like you're doing a lot of stuff like you're doing mm-hmm. a lot he's like i just we just never saw it right like we just never saw it so like i get it like seeing my parents get older and seeing them just, like trying to explain things to them And understanding like rappers getting older is a very cool contrast, right? right? Because it's like like you do get older and you kind of gotta like adjust and adapt to the times.
1: Yeah,
0: things change so fast.
1: Right. All right.
0: Yeah, I I don't think our generation is ready to like let rap. I don't think we can let rap go. Like I don't think some people will probably give up, but like. Like, how you were saying like maybe your uncle felt like that was the music of his childhood but like how do you stop listening to rap music well, I don't what you said was so
2: cool about like how rap influenced you guys because there was no internet right yeah so,
0: like <laughs> the white when it the way it excuse you excuse me
1: I downloaded I have clear memories of downloading a black Alicias mb3 <laughs> <laughs> to my win app
0: to your app.
1: yes I
0: was in College, like, there's, there's going to be kids that listen to this they will have no idea what you're talking about. I all. know, they will have no clue
2: <laughs> at what all what that reference point was.
0: <laughs> Winamp, shout out to Winamp, man!
2: Wow,
0: Winamp was my shit.
2: Does this still exist? Can I download that tonight? You probably could. Let's go for nostalgia.
0: Yeah, for nostalgic purposes, I'm sure they probably kept it alive. But yeah, Winamp was that shit no that's wild but yeah I'm there was sorry. no internet there was no nothing <laughs> yeah. it was like the consumption of music was like like you said we had the I literally had a guy in Lennox Mall who was from New York that had a backpack with all the mixtapes in it this is how I got my music not not like physical albums but like if I wanted the like new Santa? Shit, yeah. yeah 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 he had a backpack and he walked around Lennox, and I didn't know his name. He didn't have a phone number. I just had to go to the mall, and I knew I would see him because he was always there. And I just had to walk around the mall for a minute before I saw him. And when I bought DJ Clue tapes, when I bought K Slate tapes and Lazy K and like DJ Camillo and all of these people, Tony Touch, I bought these mixtapes from like just dudes in the street that had a backpack.
1: I want an oral history of that guy. Really yeah, I, yeah Yo. I, I, I have no idea
0: where he is right now. It was know. either there or the other place was down by Georgia State uh, on Marietta Street. Uh, fat, uh, fat Gear. There used to be a store right on the corner of Marietta Street, and I can't think of what the crossover is, but there was a store called Fat Gear, and it was a Jamaican dude named Hassan that had fake ivory teeth. Anybody from, like, Atlanta who's, like, in their mid-30s knows exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh, my Hassan God. Hassan had fake, ivory teeth Jamaican dude, but he had all the hip-hop gear. He had all the mixtapes. And that That's was a, the internet. That was the sh- before streaming. That we, was the before, blog. Before Spotify, before Alphineas. Before Music. all of that. That was not right. That was two dope boys. Find oh a dude. Find a dude in Lennox with the backpack, literally with a Jansport, that has all <laughs> of the mixtapes in them and buy them from him.
2: I'm trying to just imagine the guy walking around. He me was six. huge. He was like six five. In
0: Linux, like i <laughs> all seen? Yeah. Y'all seen the
2: people walking around Linux. It was. Right <laughs> now, like right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Linux
0: was he, different then. He I mean, would, it was still the bougie. He would stick out. Oh man, yeah, it would he be would crazy. Stick out. Yeah, yeah. You know, now it would be crazy. But he, yeah, he was like 6'5", six six and he had a backpack, and yeah. he was just always. Walking and you around. couldn't contact him. I had but no idea you had how to get to a contact show him. up. Him. I showed up any any Friday or Saturday that I wanted to get. Like find some new music, try see if there was a new tape out. I didn't even know if there was a new tape out because there was nowhere for me to find out. I yeah. would have to go to him and ask him, like, "Do you have some new shit or no?" <laughs> and he would be like, "Yeah, I got these X Y Z tapes." I look at the I look at the track listing to see if there was like, "Okay, this one has a cannabis freestyle. I want this one. Ah! This one has this one has you know a new uh, a new Jay Z song. I want this one. This one has like yeah yeah, yeah. you know whatever." Okay, so guys, I need us to put aside
2: 45 minutes after this episode and write the screenplay for this movie. <laughs> yes, because that oh, that yes. is that is no, the it, almost
0: famous I've been wanting. No, <laughs> you know no it's, it's, like, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a thousand percent legitimate hip hop story. And if we did the research on this for people my age who've been living in Atlanta yes. since like the early mid 90s. If you're into hip hop like that, oh my you, god! Like, people can like, corroborate this story. Like they know about this dude who sells mixtapes in Linux Mall. He was a staple. to the Yeah, scene. yeah, 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 yeah. People know this guy. Like, I don't even know what his name
2: is. This is like a a living legend. You know, like yeah, a, my, yeah,
0: to, yeah. To me, he's an icon. He's on yeah. like my Mount Rushmore of like influential <laughs> figures in my life. <laughs> it's just like the, the Linux Mall mixtape dude. Without him, who would you be? I wouldn't be hip hop Obama.
1: Right. Shit. <laughs> That's incredible. Ah, it's real, man.
2: I kind of miss that though the the physical nature of CDs, the yeah. physical mm-hmm. nature of how we had to interact with um, not just people but with like just people that love music. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like that changed. Like I remember when I bought my my Kendrick Lamar CD. It was I think probably one of the last CDs I bought. The conversation I had with the cashier before leaving. Was like really cool because he was like, Yo, man, who is this kid? And I was like, Oh, you don't know Kendrick? He was like, Everybody's been buying the CD, and I have no idea who this is. Wow. So I'm telling That's him so about cute. this kid from Compton who's been rapping for the last couple of years. I'm giving him, you know, check out Section 80, check this out. I was like, yeah. Yo, this is, and like, I went about that the day it came out. Like, the day Good Kid Massy came out, I went to the Best Buy the Street from the Crib. And bought the CD, and I just remember he just he was like, bro, you're you're like the 15th person that was just like, where's the CD? At? Where's the CD? He's like everyone's coming in getting the CD, and I didn't know what it was. And it's like just that moment where I'm like you don't get that with streaming. You don't get that when something comes out on Spotify at 11:30,
0: and you just open your app.
1: I feel like people that's why people log onto Twitter, because they try to like recreate you that need feeling, that, that
0: feeling of some type of interaction, right. some to kind be of be closer to the excitement. Yeah, mm, for sure. That's a good point. For sure. You know,
1: I feel like that's the only reason why people like kind of congregate around yeah. that app. You make a good
2: point, because I've been trying to figure out why Twitter for music discourse Cause it kind of seems like that is the space where a lot of music conversations are. I feel like Tumblr has a community, Facebook has a community, but mostly for music.
0: That's where you talk about it. It's Twitter. Yeah.
2: But like you said, I think people are trying to relive the community aspect. We're trying to go back to the lunchroom. Yeah. We're trying to go back yeah. to the the. Counters. That's what te- that's what keeps me there. Yeah. Right. The fact
0: that it's like <laughs> I can watch like terrible takes and takes I agree with at one time and argue with people and say things and like I need that. Because that was the lunchroom. That was, was always a guy room. with a terrible tech. There was always with
2: somebody that was like, oh, well, that's kind of sound. The, yeah, right. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone that was out the loop that had no idea what
0: we were talking about. What you were talking about and <laughs> right. trying to interject some other, <laughs> trying to derail the conversation <laughs> with some other bullshit Damn. that nobody cares about. Like, yo, man, shut the fuck up. We don't want to hear about that. <laughs> Twitter is the, the lunch table. Yeah, but it's, it's definitely the lunch table. That's how I've always interacted with it as far as new music releases and just conversations around music. It's just It's It gives me a little bit of that because i'm definitely don't have well i mean that's but that's the other part of this podcast right it's like yeah part of even wanting to do this is like to do exactly that
2: right have these conversations
0: have these conversations and just talk about shit and then you know if people think that we're cool and want to listen to us talk about this shit that they probably care about and like yell at us inside their car then like that's cool too because like I yell at people, I listen to people's podcasts and yell at them. I yell I yell at <laughs> I yell at Mike c Town all the time <laughs> oh on my, my computer. God. But I love it though. Like I watch, I'll sit there and watch dead end hip hop videos like in a rabbit hole. Oh
1: my god. I've been
0: watching all their Kendrick Lamar this week I've been watching just the Kendrick Lamar reviews. Damn, oh really? Good Kid Mad City, Paper oh Butterfly, Untitled Unmastered, like uh-huh. the Black Panther sound. I just want to hear them talk about Kendrick. Can can Mike town be our first guest? Cause Cause I would I, love I, I, I would yes. love I want,
2: for Mike C Town to be <laughs> our first guest. Yeah, let's make that happen. Please Say I met best. I met Mike
0: C Town one time. Seriously. We did an A three C panel together in like 2013. Wait,
1: where 14? was I? Where oh, was sh- I, right? Shit. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It was
0: a shout out to Dove Clark. Dove had a panel at A three C and it was me, Mike C Town, my homegirl Sabrina, uh uh my homie Stephanie from uh, Ball Alert, and I think Ken was there, but he wasn't on the panel. And we were just talking about, like, like social media shit or something we were talking about but me and him didn't really talk we just met each other and at that time i knew who he was i had been watching the videos i was like okay cool like that's the guy from the dead end hip-hop that i'd be yelling at on my computer <laughs> 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 but you know I, but I, I, I like the fact that i mean he clearly he has like strong opinions about this shit. and i could tell that like i don't know what his personal lunch table would be right. I'm, I'm interested to hear it though because clearly to me he has the same kind of passion that i have I just think that he's probably more Republican than I am. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh and my I want to have the conversation with him. I oh think it'll be oh fun. My god. I think hey, this is gonna be great. Wow! I'm,
2: I come in, I'll bring some boxing gloves. We'll get. <laughs> <laughs> I like so can't so even. I can't even handle. Uh, but like right before, we are y'all doing any panels for A3C this year?
1: I'm, no, but you are no, speaking.
2: You, yeah, I am speaking at a panel. Tell him. Look, hold on. First off, I'm, I'm gonna get all of us on something. If, if I can make it happen, I don't. Do I, I can't believe we haven't done something together, all of us. I That's true. I haven't been on a panel with you. I can't believe I haven't been on a panel with you. But right now, A3C has got me on something. I don't know what it is. I just agreed to do it. So please, if you are around for A3C, come see me speak. I gotta find out the day. I'll update you guys. But it's gonna be a very special A3C, A3C this g- year. It's gonna be. It's gonna be special. It's gonna it be is. very special. But uh, well, I'll be there. We're going to make something we're gonna, we're Wait, gonna make do you
1: know happen. what you're talking about?
2: No, man. Okay. Perfect. So, <laughs> yo, Seriously. This is my relationship with A3C. They ask me to do things, and I just say, okay. And Perfect. they don't tell me anything until the day before. Mm-hmm.
1: Sounds so like, about right. Yeah. I had
2: to moderate a panel, but I didn't know who was on it last year until the day before they'll just ask me because I'm in the city and I know those guys they'll be like, hey, yo, you want to do, do something? Hey. Sure. Hey. And then I show up and I'll be like, so what's happening?
0: So what happened? So what do I do now? <laughs> so tell tell me again. So yeah. I,
2: oh. But this year I, 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 I've been upgraded from moderator to panelist. Yes. So obviously, you know, I must be doing something, right? Right. Yes. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Okay. I'll be there.
1: So will oh, I. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. So to wrap up, You know, hope you got to go know us a little bit better. You know, look out for um, our first, I don't know, debate battle between Ja and Mike Mike C-Town. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a rumble (laughs) is what what it's going to be fucking is. It's going to be a rap rumble. Look out for more details regarding A3C and Yo being a speaker. Um, But yeah, this has been the latest episode of Something to Say. Obviously, we have a lot to say. Um, but we're gonna wrap it here for now. Um, anything else you guys want to plug?
0: No. Um, yeah.
1: No. I'm just.
0: I'm just living life. I don't have nothing else. <laughs> I got nothing. All right. We're out of here.